Just when you thought it was safe to enter 2024 on a clean technology slate, think again. Do you want to know why? Just bear with us. This is Business Extra Podcast, coming to you from The National in Abu Dhabi, and I'm your host, Cody Combs, future editor at The National. It turns out 2024 looks a lot like 2023, but the pace is quickening. That said, it has a familiar ring to it. Our mission is to create the simplest computer, something so intuitive that you don't need to learn how to use it. That's Jesse Liu, founder and CEO of Rabbit Inc. The company made what many consider to be the first splash of 2024 at the tried-and-true consumer electronics show in Las Vegas with a peculiar orange device. We decided to make a one-of-a-kind mobile device. Introducing R1, your pocket companion. That small device has a push-to-talk button, scroll wheel, and a rotational camera, to name just a few features. Of course, it's based on an AI large action model, something called RabbitOS. I can ask Rabbit for anything, just like if I'm using ChatGPT. I get a response 10 times faster than most of the voice AI projects. So there you have it, the first tech shot of 2024 fired, and it revolves around AI. All that talk about artificial intelligence isn't going anywhere in 2024. In fact, it's more prevalent. The big tech push for augmented and mixed reality to go mainstream continues, and yes, cybersecurity threats still loom large as well. But more on that in a moment. There's the regular cast of tech characters. There's the meteoric rise of OpenAI's Sam Altman, who hit a small snag in 2023 as AI excitement and concern reached a fever pitch. He mysteriously lost his job for a few days when he was ousted from OpenAI, only to return triumphantly amid a worker revolt that demanded his return. Even Mr. Altman wasn't quite sure of what to make of all the drama. During a December Time Magazine interview with Time Editor-in-Chief Sam Jacobs, where Mr. Jacobs asked Sam Altman quite pointedly what happened. A lot of things. Honestly, it's been a crazy whole year, like in the context of everything that has happened to us. Altman, of course, was referring to not just his brief firing from OpenAI, he was talking about the rapid rise of ChatGPT. It set records, reaching 100 million users just two months after launching in 2023, its large language model quickly improved with all that scale, and its influence was unmatched. Few had seen anything like it, and it both enchanted and scared those who used it. Some wondered not if, but when AI might take jobs once thought to be immune from post-industrial volatility. Altman spoke to Jacobs about those fears. As we get closer and closer to superintelligence, um, everybody involved gets more stressed and more anxious, and we realize the stakes are higher and higher. Meanwhile, Tesla, SpaceX, and X, formerly known as Twitter chief Elon Musk, never shy to share his opinion, addressed all that AI hype toward the end of 2023 to journalist Andrew Ross Sorkin at the New York Times Dealbook Summit. But with AI, you've got the magic genie problem. You may think you want a magic genie, but once that genie's out of the bottle, it's hard to say what happens. The genie, although hard to define, is the fear entering the minds of many. Musk went on to say that he prefers to work on solutions where there are single-edged swords as opposed to double-edged swords. He pointed to his Starlink satellites enabling internet access where it didn't exist before. He pointed to his Tesla automobile, which has managed to humble the internal combustion engine. And he pointed to his overall efforts in the realm of space travel, or as he called it, making life multiplanetary. Meanwhile, there's no stopping the AI locomotive in 2024. 
It seems all the big players have an offering. OpenAI, of course, which kicked this all off, has ChatGPT. Google currently offers its collaborative AI tool called Bard, and Microsoft most recently announcing what it calls Copilot, even giving it a place on PC keyboards with a special icon, possibly giving it a leg up on the competition. But amid all that AI noise, some, those in the know, say not so fast. Several months ago at the World Economic Forum's Global Future Council's meeting in Dubai, computer scientist Stuart Russell wanted to calm the AI waters a bit, saying journalists were getting it all wrong. It's sort of surprising that something we see on the front page of every newspaper every day uh, is something that many people have a hard time even defining. Um, so first of all, artificial intelligence is not a technology. That's the first mistake that, that many journalists make. Uh, it's a field of study. It's defined by the problem of how to make machines intelligent. Uh, and it also comes as a surprise to many journalists that it's about 80 years old. But he also said that journalists were also getting some things right as well, especially when it came to shedding light on AI's seemingly limitless power and potential problems, especially as it hits its stride in the years ahead. It would appear to be accelerating towards the goal that was stated very early on in the field of creating machines that match or exceed human performance across every conceivable task. So that's what we are trying to do. How do we retain power over entities more powerful than ourselves forever? What's clear is that we had better produce an answer to that question before we develop those machines that are more powerful than ourselves. Also at the Global Future Council's gathering in Dubai, Azim Azar, chief executive of Exponential View, a technology and AI newsletter, called for some perspective regarding concerns about AI as well. So in some sense, when we ask the question, is AI a force for good, we're also asking the question, is technology in general a force for good? But much like computer scientist Stuart Russell, Azar noted just how much AI could impact life for better and worse. But there is something that is quite distinct, I believe, in artificial intelligence that makes it a different beast, a different fish to the technologies that uh, came out before it. And that is that the AI systems that we see today compact and combine all of the previous knowledge of humanity in their models. These large language models encapsulate all of our previous knowledge and they make that wealth of information accessible in mere seconds. Millennia of information in the palm of my hand. Not to be overlooked, you have what some would consider to be the entrenched and influential players like Apple and its CEO, Tim Cook. Apple, the California-based technology trailblazer, has been curiously absent from the AI debate and discussion. Instead, it's busy pushing its vision for spatial computing with the Apple Vision Pro headset going on sale in February. But is the world ready to wear headsets and enter a new digital realm? Tim Cook told CBS News correspondent John Dickerson, yes. I'm using it on a regular basis. How do you use it? I watched the entire third season of, of Ted Lasso. But while Tim Cook might have been watching the third season of Ted Lasso on his Apple Vision Pro, Mark Zuckerberg, chief of Meta, who had been pushing the metaverse for at least two years, had plans of his own. 
His company was now dabbling in AI. It also wasn't giving up on the metaverse, mixed, or augmented reality. He had this to say during a Meta Connect keynote where the company's Ray-Ban smart glasses were featured prominently. So the glasses are going to be able to understand what you're looking at when you ask them questions. Those glasses, in turn, according to Zuckerberg, could potentially translate a sign, help explain how to fix a leaky faucet, or give cooking recommendations. So, you know, let's say you're grilling with your family and you want to know how long you need to be cooking that chicken for. Stepping outside the metaverse and back into the real world amid all the jockeying for the high-tech high ground carrying over from 2023 to 2024, there's also something else making the move into the months ahead, something that's been brewing for quite some time, since the dawn of the internet, frankly. That's the threat of cybercrime. So cybersecurity is not going to, to go away as, as an issue. Um, you know, it's, it's been present for a number of years now in the, in the Global Risks Report and will continue to be. That's Renee McGowan, CEO of Marsh McLennan, India, Middle East and Africa, the world's leading professional services firm in risk strategy and people. The report she's referring to is the recently released 2024 World Economic Forum's Global Risks Report. All of this stuff is, is real now. It's not about sort of, you know, reading and planning what are we going to do in the next 10 years. So what I would love everybody to take away from the, the report, governments, institutions and companies, is what do I need to be doing right now? Um, do I have the right programs and protections in place? Should I be doing different things to be protecting against these risks that are going to be Im that are impacting us now, not just in the future? She spoke with us about the continued concern about cybersecurity in companies and countries that could be vulnerable to ransomware cyber attacks, potentially costing millions of dollars to corporations and countless problems for people around the world. All of it happening against the backdrop of a fast-evolving generative AI landscape increasing the vulnerability of supply chains and, perhaps most importantly, the growing cybersecurity talent gap. It gets perhaps exacerbated as you think about generative AI and, and all that's, that's uncertain in there. It is challenging in that, um, you know, if you take AI, for example, as I said, it's only just over one year old in terms of public access. But for the most part, uh, use has been driven by commercial use or political uh, use rather than public interest, if you like. So there will be more access um, to for security breaches. And certainly, I know that the Middle East is aware of that. Both KSA and the UAE had the AIP set at number three uh, in their, their top five risks. And of course, that cybersecurity concern will be coupled with the increasing presence of AI-infused deepfake videos, videos that are increasingly hard for the human eye to discern from real videos. The technology is amazing, of course, but with major elections about to take place in the U.S., India, Turkey, the U.K., Pakistan, and Indonesia, it's ripe for abuse, and the consequences for voter deception could be enormous. There's certainly going to be abuse of it. There's, there's always abuse for any new technology out there, and that potential exists. So the people that don't have the right ethical background are going to misuse the technology. It's just going to happen. It's inevitable. That's Robert Wall, Associate Professor of Computer Science at Concordia University in Wisconsin. He spoke with us about the mounting fears of a potential proliferation of deepfake videos. I think, like with any emerging technology, there's always a little bit of uh, initial fear from everyone. But he cautioned those fears might very well be outweighed by those who use the technology to enrich and help more than ultimately hurting. We tend to have this big 
almost too much attention to something initially. And then over time, it dies down and it comes to where it really should be at a more natural level. The thing it's going to be is it's going to help to level the playing field a little bit. Um, it's no longer just something that's a specialized tool in the hands of certain people in large studios in Hollywood, for example. I think that this makes it a potential that people in other parts of the world, other locations can come up with some really good content and be able to get it out there for people to see. So that, in a nutshell, is where things stand in 2024. The AI noise is getting louder. The metaverse, augmented reality, spatial computing, contemplation is getting a lot more interesting. The tech tycoons, along with their corporate drama, are getting increasingly complicated. And deepfake fears are rising. But it's not yet clear if they will pan out as expected. Meanwhile, in the world of business, there are many trying to make sense of all these things we just discussed. And in turn, we've had some discussions with them about what to expect and how they're trying to make their mark in the world. Expect to hear them in the days and weeks ahead on Business Extra. That's it for today, and thank you so much for listening. Please remember to follow to get all of our updates as soon as they come out. This podcast was produced by Doa Farid, Phil Green, and Arthur Edison. I'm your host, Cody Combs.